This is Mouth Media Network. Amplify and connect. You know that wonderful euphoric feeling you get when you have a belly laugh and your whole body feels wonderful, endorphins are released, and you forget every care in the world, and for just a moment, everything is perfect and you understand love? Don't expect any of that here. This is Funny People Talking. Hi guys, my name is Katsura Sunshine. Please call me Sunshine. I am a traditional Japanese Rakugo comic storyteller. And I would rather be eating the chopsticks that came with the sushi than be listening to funny people talk. Hey everybody and welcome back two funny people talking it has been it's been forever since we've had danielle in the studio and it's actually been forever since we've (laughs) i'm so excited she couldn't wait she literally got her hands over her face it's almost like you know like when uh superstar uh, oh um molly shannon when she's like when she smells her smells her fingers fingers. that's kind of what i look like right now. anyway welcome everybody back to the show we haven't been with you for a while because we've been living life and doing business it's just been tough to get us all together. Here we all are in the studio. Yay. I'm Mark Rako. That's Danielle Beckman, my incredible co-host. I've missed you, Danielle. I literally haven't seen you in like three or four months. I know. I missed so you. Weird. And of course, here, Elsie back in the studio. Elsie, I'm so happy to see you, believe it or not, as well. Thanks. Yeah. Elsie's got her purple. Nothing's changed. She's got her purple. Thank got her purple goodness. On. And I should tell you that um, our guest came in wearing none other than a purple top hat of sorts. And yes. Elsie. has to have it. Yeah. She must can have I, it. I literally just say, can I have it? I didn't say, hi, I'm Elsie. I didn't introduce it. Nothing. Just said, whose is this? Can I have it? <laughs> she, did. she literally did that. So it was very nice. Anyway, great to have you all here. Also in the studio with us. Uh, adorned in his official kimono is our good friend, our new friend, Katsura Sunshine. He is a uh, Rikugo storyteller. I don't know if I said that right, but it's a traditional Japanese comic storyteller. Uh, He has a show off Broadway, which is called what, Sunshine? The show is called Katsura Sunshine's Rakugo. There you go. Right now it's in hiatus because of the blasted coronavirus. Yes. Uh, but good to keep people and yourself safer. So, yeah, but yeah. Uh, that will, the plan now is to resume in June 2020. Yeah, like, uh, June 20th is the tentative start date That's again. Fantastic. And we've been extended uh, to Labor Day. We were going to find all about it uh, in a bit. Sure. Uh, but glad to have you here. It took a lot of times. took a lot of times for us to schedule this. Yeah, so I'm sorry about that. I, I no, was, no, no. Uh, that, it's that, okay. that went by we me. I'm not, I'm not such a busy guy. I don't yeah. know what happened. We made it work. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. This is a way to build up expectation. I'm very excited. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> wow. We have not been together in forever. We've got a great show ahead. We're going to catch up a bit. I've got yet another Subway story. Um, oh, I'm sure they're getting, I mean, uh, more robust as the days go by. It's crazy. I actually have like two or three of them like stacked up here. Uh, I we wonder tell what all of them now, people but... who don't ride the subway think about these little snippets. I don't know. Like, are they pointing and laughing or are they 
you know, wanting to visit New York. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I don't care. Uh, I'm just gonna tell it. <laughs> just I live in my life. I'm just being me. Yes, do um, it. That's it's 2020. You know, that's what we're all about. We're gonna catch up a little bit. Not seeing Danielle for a while. I imagine a couple of things have happened in her life. So uh, maybe just we'll hear few. something about that and catch up with Elsie. We're also, as usual, gonna play a, an improv game. Not a brand new one today. We're gonna play one of our goodies, our oldies, and then we'll get all into Sunshine's biz and find out what he's all about. <laughs> And, and, uh, and I'm sure it will be very entertaining, very interesting, and maybe surprising. I don't know. And then, I'm so excited, <gasps> the first item show food we've had in a really long time. Wow. Elsie's got that for us. I actually yeah. literally have no idea what it is. I can't wait to see what she's starting us off with. I hear so. food in 2020 is different than 2019, so I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. I mean, on Funny People Talking, because I haven't been on oh, a show in right. 2020 yet. Yeah. Oh, I didn't mean food in general. I just meant end of show food. I, I actually thought you meant food in general. <laughs> it's all changed. It's all impossible. <laughs> it's Everything's made of impossible. Impossible burger. <laughs> everything's yeah. everything you thought was possible is now impossible. Everything's it's impossible. What, what, I'm sorry, what else? Soylent green. It's all soylent green. Soylent green. Oh. All right. Anyway, so uh, before we kick off the show proper, I do have a question for you, Danielle. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I I really don't understand the face tattoo. Okay. What do you not get? I literally don't understand it. It's some sort of scribble. Yeah, it's not in a language you know, Mark. Okay. Well, then that's why I'm asking. Okay. I want to know what language, what it says, why, and why in the world you would go all Mike Tyson on all of us. Well, I mean, first of all, it's temporary. It only lasts one year. Okay. So after a year, it washes off. Oh my gosh. Aren't you getting married this year? Yeah, I got it for the wedding. Oh, so it's like a a Hannah. It's sort of a, it's like your your way of doing a Hannah Hannah art, right? So what you're seeing is ancient elven. So it's, um, it's like an elvish. Uh, text okay because you know all about my character in dungeons and dragons right. so i wanted to literally bring her essence into this year and so i just did some like you know under the eye above the eyebrow tats you'll see a little bit on my neck <laughs> yeah. i think i'm into it uh, you look hot that's all oh I'm thank saying. you is this, is this sorry is this hidden right now Oh, no, no. I can't, can't see you tattoos. see them? See, no. see it? It's oh, all yeah. over her face. So may- maybe to sunshine, they look more like freckles. But no, they're here. And what it says under my eye is literally it says on the right one, it says under. Uh-huh. And the left one, it says eye. And then above, it says above eyebrow. So it's just really literal. But it looks cool. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean. It's your body. It's your decision. Thank you. It your, is my your body. body. Your choice. It is you my know. decision. And you know, my mom doesn't know yet. So surprise. Oh, mom. hey, mom. There you go. That ought to be interesting. What about uh, Timothy? Oh no, he knows. He came with me to get it. Oh wow. Did yeah, he you didn't ask it? about his tattoos. He has dwarvish. Well, he's not lettering. here, so I didn't know yet. Oh yeah, no, he has dwarvish lettering all on his. So um, you have jawline. elvish. He has dwarvish. Yes, yes, we're and all jawline. on it. Ish. That's interesting. Yeah, it hurt a lot. He uh, said well, he I screamed bet. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, those, he screams. Those dwarves, they're screamers. Oh no, they really are. They're um, their dwarves are really into like, you know, forging and and um, um, making things like blacksmithing. They're makers. Those dwarves. Ah, okay, you've lost me. So Elsie, you <laughs> well, see this her is why I'm a nerd. <laughs> Speaking of, yeah, nerd tip. You have a nerd tip? I do have a nerd yeah, tip. Your first but it's one for a, 2020. It's a little non-traditional from my normal nerd tips. Okay. It's it's not long. So this is actually a hygiene nerd tip. <laughs> because I have to tell you, I was so close to giving you a burn, but I pulled it back. But I think it's too funny not to say it. So when you said it's it's it, what did you say it's different than male? Non-traditional. Ones? I'm not sure so it's interesting. Ouch. <laughs> but Ouch. I didn't mean it. Your, your tips are but great. But you still said it. I had to say I thought it was No, funny. no, I get it, Mark. Yeah, go I ahead. get it, Mark. <laughs> so it's, um, it's actually a hygiene nerd tip. Oh. It's actually like if you were a nerd trying to be cool during these COVID-19 times, oh. you would go into the bathroom, you would go to the bathroom, and then when it's time to wash your hands, um, a very intense study was found. Just kidding. It's not intense. That you can do Lose Yourself by Eminem. You can do all – you say all the lyrics to the song and it's the perfect time to wash your hands. So it's like, look, if you had one shot of opportunity, like you're turning on the faucet, to seize everything you ever wanted in this moment, you're getting the soap. Would you capture it or just let it slip? Yo, his palms are sweaty, his, knee, uh, his knees weak, arms are heavy, there's vomit on his sweater already, mom's spaghetti. I could keep going. Yes. I know the whole thing. Anyway, but see, that's the cool side of me. So anyway, um, you give yourself a little hand massage, you do the whole thing, and like everyone in the bathroom with you is going to think you're really cool. Oh, so all the other ones that are like, staying alive, staying alive, well, or happy birthday. Well, some are birthday. like, happy birthday. Those are the other ones that those people are, say you're supposed those to Those are like seriously nerdy, you know? So like what I'm trying to give in this nerd tip is like like a little like, you know, bump up in your street That's what I'm cred saying. hand That's wash. What I'm saying. Yeah. And besides isn't staying alive for chest compressions. Yeah, that too. But I've also <gasps> seen it for the hand washing thing. Yeah, so don't confuse people. I won't. I... And so just so okay. you all know, by the time you get to snap back to reality, oh, there goes gravity, you should be drying oh, your hands. Okay. okay. So do a little check in. See where you're at. That's right. So, uh, Slim Shady. So for all you grandmas out there, <laughs> just so you know, when it gets to snap back reality or whatever, <laughs> that's the point you have to dry your hands. So just keep that in mind. Hey, you know what we're talking about right now. <laughs> I, I, that song came out a long time ago. Some that's people true. might be grandmas now that didn't Fair used enough. to be grandmas. Fair enough. I mean, okay. So, no, that's very interesting. Yeah, Thank thanks much. so much. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was interesting. Um, all right. Elsie, mm. would you tell me to start the show, please? Start the show. All right. From the Mouth Media Network Studios in New York City, this is Funny People Talking with Mark Rako, Danielle Beckman, and Elsie. everybody we're back with funny people talking we're back here with katsura sunshine who we will henceforth refer to as sunshine because uh, he's given us permission to do as such so glad you're here so 
before I get into any subway stories or anything like that, yeah, uh, catch up. Um, mustard, what? mustard, mustard, mayo. Oh, ketchup, mustard. Oh, Elsie, you're sharp. Thanks, Elsie. Um, what? Like a night. Has anything been so? Just quickly on the coronavirus. Mm. Put you on the spot yeah. a little bit. You on a story? Sure. All right. Um, so I was pitching a podcasting uh, class at a school, like as an after-school program. Okay. Because, you know, yeah, making kids, you know, they're into tech and stuff. It's a good idea. I think it's um, a great idea. So uh, I was going to this school and I was walking by the classrooms and um, these kids were all wearing the masks and stuff mm. on their foreheads and their chins. <laughs> Not so effective. <laughs> I don't know what their parents are giving them the fourth yeah, one had on literally yep. on their, and one had them on their chin. And then there was another kid that I was observing that took the mask off so he could cough into his hand and then put oh, it back on. Good oh my god! So there was no instruction so that no, came with this. Yeah, it's... the parents are just saying wear it, but the kids don't <sighs> understand it or they're not given instruction or whatever. So wow. it's just basically useless spending money and making landfill and. They're mostly not wanting to buy a bunch from what I understand. So the kids are just wearing the same mask every day, <laughs> right? which also does yeah. no good. Yeah, it does no so, good. So, yeah, America. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, America. America. It's, it's yeah, it's, um, that's kind of a metaphor for the, the whole situation, though, right now. Just that one little classroom. Yep. Yeah, you need more education. Yeah. So, oh, by the way, speaking of... Like knowledge, like like people having information they're supposed to have. This just reminded me when uh, Elsie and I got together the last time we recorded. We didn't think to tell this story. Oh, but I happened to have coffee with Elsie over the holidays. Mm-hmm. She's kind of planning twenty twenty or something like that. And as we were walking back from the coffee shop, we ran into this man on the sidewalk. This older man. Oh right, yeah. And this is true. And he started by asking us how to get somewhere, like directions or whatever. Okay. I think we told him, I don't know what happened, something like that. Or we all bumped into him or some reason we got to talk. a good opening line. And he started, he started just talking and talking and talking. He clearly needed to talk to somebody. Yeah. It turns out – and please, Elsie, I beg you to chime in with any details you remember from this because you have way better memory than I do, obviously. Mm-hmm. But essentially what happened is this guy started telling us how he was a part of some sort of major – he's a scientist and had been a part of some sort of major research project related to hydrogen as an energy source or something like that. Wow. And a lot of the stuff that's going on in the world is absolute bunk in terms of what we're being told that there's – Oh, I know it was climate change. Yeah. Okay. So that, he said what we're being climate told. Climate change is what we're being told is um, so far off from the reality of it. And, you know, first we're like, okay, crazy guy, whatever. Yeah. And he started talking and the detail to which he started talking about this. And, and naming names. And so. naming names. And it started to be like, my gosh, this guy might actually be. Be some important scientist. Wow. And what happened is he had a discovery that related to like hydrogen two-part or bi-hydrogen or something along those lines. I don't remember what it was. It's been so long. 
But but the part that I really remember more than anything is that the inspiration, uh, you know, those movies where someone can't solve an equation and it bugs them and then they get an inspiration and they can solve yes. it. And it's something usually like so simple. Exactly. Yes, that, right in front of your nose. Uh, right, okay. Yeah. In his instance, a cat gave him the answer. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it so was his cat. It was his cat. Goldie. Got, he, Goldie was it? And he was on his bed at home and like, you know, everything was like the end of the world and then it was all going to fail and all stuff. And the cat somehow transmitted the information to him like psychically <laughs> oh my in God. a way. No, it wasn't like that. wasn't? Maybe. Okay, no, correct but... me. Tell me. What, did you just get inspiration from the cat? The, the cat did something and it clicked. It was a trigger. Oh, like okay. it knocked something over or rolled over. Yeah, it was a it was a it was a He never comes on his bed or something like that. It was on his bed and it was a time issue. Okay. So anyway It so was an issue with the timing of, wow. of how so it all happened and how the cat like a time like a time continuum and time travel kind of thing that yeah, triggered this mathematical equation that the, from watching the cat. He said the cat time traveled. That's what it was. He That's said how cat, he referred to he, it. He, so, but he, yeah, he, yeah, he insinuated the cat actually time traveled because he was But it able, was more mathematical. He, had, he, he was just calling it that for simplicity and giving it a name. Oh, see, I got the impression he literally said that the cat time traveled, and he had proof of it. For Do you XYZ. think it means like it time traveled from being on the floor to jumping on the bed, and it was too fast? No, it was like instantaneous to us, but clearly the cat had gone through some metamorphosis in the time the cat had traveled. And this led him to go, oh, well, if the cat traveled, then this is possible, X, Y, Z. So this equation. So anyway, Whoa. so the guy is like, people want him to shut up. Yeah. How many people are there now? Talking about this? No. Yeah, this guy, is he yelling? No, it was no, just no, no, me no. and Elsie and, and this guy, guy on, on a crowded street. But who wants him to shut up? No, I mean in like, like government his, people, uh, like like want him to be quiet about the stuff, okay. like go away, like they're gonna come kill like me, they kind took of thing, his like paperwork and stuff, like okay. yeah, and like and he's just like I'm not gonna be quiet about this. Okay, he's been trying to get heard out there, and uh, I guess he's presented at, like the UN before or something like that, and it's like this big deal, and yeah, what we I got, looked it all up. We looked it up and and found that this was a real person, like that, okay. Anyway, the long the long and the short of it is, is I wish I had a far more – I wish we had written it down right then because I could tell you the story and just go, oh, my God. But it was so – But then so, again, maybe it would be good that we're not being so maybe, specific. I know. Well, we honest. should have him on the show. We, we, I don't think he'd do it. I don't think he'd do it. I don't think he'd do it. He's probably it's not funny. We really – you know, <laughs> even walking away from that, as much as we said, I think this is real, he also was 10% crazy – and I wasn't sure I wanted to share information with him enough to yeah. do exactly what you're talking about. Eccentric, because, maybe. Not yeah. Enough to have the no, show I'm saying in my remote mind. Remote location. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, saying. there you Change go. Change the title. Make it, a, <laughs> make it a pig instead of a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Funny pig all talking. That's right. <laughs> so anyway, that happened. Wow. That so was, a movie hasn't been made about this guy yet. Not that we know about. Jeez. So. Um, or it has. It's only a matter of time, isn't it? Speaking well, of, Matt Damon's probably starring it uh, right, right now. Of course. He starts course. as he every starts genius. Everything. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of crazy or different, yeah. I have to tell you a subway story. Okay. okay. The subway has been bonkers. Please. It really please has. Please tell us what's so happening. Is this a regular corner of this program uh, that you tell a subway story? Not, not, break, not, in, not in structure. Not officially. Just, just, just I seem to have... 
a lot of opportunities to notice things in the subway that ha- or things that happen to me. Right. So I was sitting across from this man, a, a parent homeless guy on a train. He was – I found out he was 68 years old and he had a an entire pizza that he was eating on the subway. Okay. But he was him. But he wasn't eating it the way that you and I eat a pizza. He doesn't like have a slice and he's eating the slice. He's kind of taking all the toppings off of it. Deconstructing it. Deconstructing it with his hands, right? Okay. He had a bike upside down, Mm -hmm. but it looked like the bike was a little worse for wear. Mm -hmm. And he he said that some lady had given him the pizza, but he can't eat it without something to drink. Now, I have a (laughs) seltzer in my hand. (laughs) And he said, he said... He said, "I'm trying to sell the. I'm I'm trying to sell the bike." He said, "He said, here's how fast this bike is. This bike is so fast. I started in Florida, and an hour later, I was in New York." Oh he said, "He said twenty bucks for the bike. He said nineteen for you." To me. Oh wow! I asked. I said, "Why don't you clean it?" And it was really dirty. I had like mud yeah. all over it. He said, "Let them clean it. Twenty bucks. Ten bucks if you clean it yourself." Ten bucks if you clean it yourself. Wow. So so then he said he said uh, and then after all of this, he he started asking me about my seltzer I had. Had you already he, taken a sip? Yeah, I was already already drinking on the on the on the train. And he goes, "What is that?" I said, "Seltzer." He says, "What's that?" I said, "It's like water with with uh, carbonation carbonation in it, with bubbles in it." Bubbles. And he goes, oh. He said, how much did that cost you? I said, I don't know, a couple bucks. He goes, two dollars <laughs> for that. For water. Oh my god. So then so then on my way out, because I, I had to leave the train, he goes, Can I have some of that? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm sorry, no, I've already drank. He says, Well, can I have two dollars? <laughs> can, I- can I have two dollars? Because I want to go buy a seltzer. <laughs> oh my god. <coughs> but I love the phrasing of well, I need something to drink. I can't eat this pizza without something to drink. I know. Like, it's I just know. so. So, what yeah. did you do, Mark? Did you give him two bucks? No. <laughs> no, sell the damn bike. <laughs> yeah, sell No, but I, but I I suggested that if you clean the bike, he's as much greater likelihood of selling it. Right. You're like, let me give you some really like long term tips for more upsell yeah teach a man to fish yeah let's do it (laughs) you know so anyway oh my god you know what Mm -hmm. this is so there's a bubbly drink that i actually had last week that that i want to see if any of you guys have had it's called recess okay have you heard of this no No. none of none of you guys have never heard of it okay good marketing so well, gosh, I guess – I mean, I guess they're trying to be, like, all cool and stuff. I don't know. Speaking of marketing, while you're looking it up, let me pad while you're trying to look oh, it yeah, up. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, did you find it? Did you find it? Yeah, no. Okay. I mean, I drank it. I know how it makes me feel. Oh, does it have but caffeine want... in it? Right. Is it an energy drink? Because I'm kind of against those. Okay, so you're against energy drinks. Yeah. Okay. Yes. They're really bad for you. I don't like energy drinks either. I completely agree. Uh, by the way, I'm, I, I, I'm not I'm – not, in any way trying to tell you what to do. Just... No, no, it's not an energy drink. Oh, okay. It says we canned a feeling, quote unquote. That's like that's what the CEO Slogan. said. So it is a canned beverage containing CBD. Yeah. So ah. yes. 
Now, how do you feel about no. that, Mark? No. Well, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Elsa, you're, you're against CBD. I don't know. No. What's uh? Sorry, CBD Canadian here. So CBD <laughs> is essentially. Oh, I'm probably not explaining it the proper way, but it is. It is a. Uh, it stems from marijuana. Cannabis. From cannabis. cannabis. Oh. cannabis. Yeah. Sorry, from cannabis. It doesn't have the same qualities as like smoking pot or eating. Yeah, potas. it doesn't have the taste. It's it's a part of the chemistry that's removed that gives you a relaxed feeling. Right. So and without, no hallucinogenics, no right. no THC exactly, but so this has broad spectrum hemp oil like 10 milligrams per can and and they have like pomegranate and there's also like ginger in it and it was it's a sparkly drink and mm-hmm. it kind of tastes it tastes like um a beer mixed with an energy drink mixed with a LaCroix like that's what it tastes like they advertise as if you're going obviously it says calm cool collected so the advertising is that you're going to feel focused you're going to feel relaxed and it was definitely different from, say, having a glass of wine or having a beer. It was just sort of this, I would say, very even feeling sensation. I've looked up, apparently, like, some people have, like, four a day. Wow. Oh, I know. Isn't that nuts? And this is legal, and it has been legal since... Yeah, it's been oh, around... Yeah, CBD is common. Yes, yeah, oh, CBD. Okay, okay, okay. So CBD, like for example, my future mother-in-law, she um, she pothead. takes CBD. Oh, total pothead. <laughs> no, not at all. But um, no, she takes CBD, and her arthritis has oh. disappeared in a year. Wow. In her hands. Wow. So with that in mind, I'll tell you, Elsie's totally against it. Is what I'm reading from you, or not for you? Anyway, I just wouldn't. Have it without knowing more or or how it would react with myself because totally. I'm one of those people that they say one in five hundred people will have an adverse reaction. I'm the one huh. okay. every yeah. time. Yeah. So, uh, so for for uh, me, um, I've never had marijuana in my life. I've never had an interest in it at all, and I've never taken any uh, narcotic or drug or anything like that. But the more I've learned about CBD, because on this network, we have a lot of different shows on Mouth Media Network, and there's been a lot of conversations about it in mm-hmm. different industries, everything it. from beauty to you know, wellness and all those sorts of things. The more I learn about it, the more I go, this may not be a bad idea, especially because our – by the way, it's not me advocating for it. I'm just explaining why I'm starting to be more open to the idea. Mm-hmm. I've not tried it at all. I've avoided it. Because I'm, it's something about being on this side of that line. Once you're over that line, you're not on this side of the line anymore, meaning the line of never trying anything connected with cannabis. Oh, right. And yeah. So, and so to me, but the more I'm learning about it, I mean, there's evidence that like our cells are designed to interact with those chemicals. Mm. And so it's 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 actually pretty natural we may be stuck on a social impact on it of it rather yeah. than it actually being bad for us and i'm willing to drink alcohol so i'm not against putting a substance in my body in fact alcohol may be worse it's like a literal it, poison it is it is and so <laughs> so if I, so my my yeah. i'm starting to open my mind to a little bit and trying to separate it from the idea of like having a joint versus 
these well, chemicals. Well, see, but having a joint is different, different than this because that has THC in it. Right. No, I get this. I'm saying, but what's, I got you. what stopped me hasn't been the concern Elsie raised for me. I'm saying what stopped me is I associated it with marijuana, with the THC and all okay. that. So in my head. I hear you. So I'm be, that, that's separating out a little bit. I know this is high comedy here. Uh, <laughs> but, it's quite funny. <laughs> but, um, no, it's, it's very humorous. Are are you if I if I can ask you and I yeah. don't mean to put you on the spot at all, are you one who are you one who partakes? Are you one who, uh, you know, quote clean living or what? Like what? Do you no, have- certainly not clean living. Uh, <laughs> I love alcohol. I don't smoke. I have tried marijuana many times and just don't like it that much. So I I don't do it at all. So if you've done it many times, how have no. you tried it many times? Have you? Had it many times? Had tried it, it once like, and then uh, had it a bunch of other times? No, I mean, in university when everybody else was gotcha. uh, uh, just smoking up. Smoke. I don't like smoking it. I did, I recently tried the uh, edible version and found that very satisfying. I had the best sleep of my life. So I, people that use it for insomnia, I could see how that would work. Yeah, a lot <laughs> of people do use I'm glad CBD I didn't do it, for those um, medical reasons. Yeah. Before I went on stage, my friend who, who oh. offered it to me said, do not do this before you have to do some show because I was literally, like, the muscles became very way too relaxed to be oh my pronouncing gosh. words and that kind of thing. Interesting. So. Yeah, I would not have a recess either. I would yeah. not have one of these drinks before going on stage. Before going on stage, right? No, no. Even that? No, don't just... have one of these before, right, because right, 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 it, right. it chills you out and it, it focuses you. Much, yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, this. Yeah. so I found it has hemp extract, American ginseng, L-theanine, which is reduces stress with help from green tea, is what it says, and then schisandra, which boosts immunity and promotes balance. This is what it looks like, just so you know. It's in these kind of like pastel color hmm. hands. Now so that you, you could that, try I feel one like post. I've seen it. Yeah. You've probably seen it. Maybe post show. Post show. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of it's it's kind of an interesting thing to think outside the box. Yeah, I don't know what's funny uh, about it other than I was pretty funny to myself after <laughs> I had one. Was right. it easier to make you laugh? Or No, I was very focused. <laughs> right. And I was taxed like I was just like doing some things, getting some things done. But any the thing is anyone can buy it. You don't need an ID to buy it. Like it's not yeah. you know, it's not crazy. That's kind of interesting to me. I know. You don't need you don't, don't need an I ID. know it. So you know, my my wife has gotten uh, me into these. I've always been a big seltzer person. She oh, she's gotten me into seltzer. these uh, these new um, flavored seltzers that you can get. You know, Spindrift. No, I gave you one. Do you remember the name of it, Elsie? But they have. I'll wh- give you a hint. Okay. Is I'll give you a hint. They're called hint. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's a good hint. I Thank thought you. it was. Oh, isn't memory. that just flavored water though? Well, with salt, they have they flavored have water. One. They do. They have flavored water and oh, seltzer. Oh my god, I'm excited. And, yeah. and this this one that she's been getting me that we've reordered more than once is basically ginger flavored water. So it's like a ginger ale, like a guilt free ginger ale. Oh my god, do you love it? I. You're obsessed. I cannot tell you how many of these I drink. Oh my god! Oh my god! I literally so bet good. I drink Why three is it guilt or four of them. What is the guilt with ginger ale? The sugar? Yeah, yes, yeah. the sugar, sugar and or, ginger or, ale, or, or depending on the ginger ale, you know, the sugar yeah. or the, 
the uh, there, corn syrup. Or there whatever. are a lot of ginger ales that aren't real ginger too. Right. Yes. Yeah, that's true. I have to give it to um, Ye Old Pepsi. They have a really delicious. Is that what they sell at the Renaissance Fair? The they Ye Old do. Pepsi? They do. Uh, Ye Old Pepsi uh, <laughs> has a sparkling water line called Bubbly. And I gotta give it to them. It's really good. It's it's like a Lacroix situation, but my by Pepsi. And I was wondering, uh, well, it's awesome. better. It might awesome. be better. Maybe we should move on, eh? A. A. Sorry. Yeah, speaking of A, I don't know this this person you met on the subway. Oh, you're back were to they, that, huh? Were they Canadian? I just, I've never heard of seltzer until I moved to New York two years ago. I don't know. Really? We don't say seltzer. Yeah, we don't yeah. say that. What do you What do you say? Soda water or sparkling water? Sparkling oh. water. One of those, one of those, whatever it is. That's interesting. Well, that's what it is. Yeah. So maybe, maybe he was. Canadian. That's a, that's a, that's not just a New York thing, right? Seltzer is an American thing. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Yeah, it's American. I grew up saying sparkling water in Southern California because I, everything is so but, sparkling. But I agree <laughs> it's an American thing because when I was in uh, Sydney, Australia, I was looking for seltzer and I couldn't find it anywhere, and I don't remember what it was termed. But it was a, a, a terminology that I was not familiar with. Oh, so. man, I should know yeah. this because I'm marrying into Australians. I should know this. I'll know it next time. That's homework. Is that right? Is, is Timothy's parents Australian? No, it's oh. it's his sisters live there for 15 years now, and it's her okay. husband and their three kids. Okay. By the way, speaking of the subway, I have to tell you one more quickie, quickie, quickie story. Yeah, I love it. Subway-related sort of loosely. So I remember I told that story about the the guy who jumped the subway turnstile, yes. and then I I threatened him, and I he, do remember because he this. didn't pay, and he left, and I was proud of myself. So there was <laughs> there was another guy that waited till someone like opened the door, and then he came through, right? Yeah. But there were two cops standing right there, and they just pretty much like, okay. Whatever. Wow. And, and, and they let him go. And I went to him and I said, excuse me, in a way, because, you know, you get too upset at them, they're going to, like, not come at you sometimes. Oh, yeah, you never With know. all due respect to cops out there, I'm just saying that's the truth. You don't want to, like, take on the cops. Right. So, like, you know, what are you doing? You know, and I went over and I said, excuse me. I was just wondering, you know, that guy just came through and he didn't pay. And I pointed him out to you and they're like, so? I'm like, so why? And he said, and basically what they told me is they said, kids are, minors are allowed to come through for free. I thought it was just little kids, but it's all minors can come through. So like 17. And I said, how do you know if someone's a minor? Yeah. He says, you don't. He says, I mean, obviously some people are very obvious. Like, obviously, I don't look like a minor. I might look like a minor in a coal mine, but I don't look like a minor. But, there you go. But, a nose miner. <clears throat> right. <laughs> Sorry. That's one of my Sometimes, favorite lines from Mrs. Doubtfire. So uh, anyway, but this is what I was told is that it's it's a it's a I think it changed, Elsie. It recently I'm changed. I'm looking it up. Okay. But I'm saying that's what they said. Yeah. And so I'm up to a certain age, you're allowed to just hop the turnstiles. Is that how that works? Yes. And so Jeez. and so I was like, well, you know, he doesn't look like a minor to me. And, you know, and and they go, well, you know, there's no way to tell. Him and we can't really just stop them. And they said, if you really care about this, you know, you got to vote. <laughs> so it was, I found it very wow. interesting that they were basically saying it's the politicians did this. We're powerless. 
Wow. Which was sad to me because they watched someone do it. It was clear he was not a minor to me. I right. can tell how old if you're 17 versus 23. You know what I mean? Right. But, so you're saying he had to be, he should have been stopped and frisked for his ID. I look, I, I happen to be one and I'm not going to make a secret out of it. Yeah. I don't believe in, in fair jumping. I think it's wrong. I understand some people may be desperate. Uh, homeless people, and in those cases, I'm not saying they deserve to come in free, but at a certain point, you just say, ah, who's it hurting? But I don't believe that when I'm watching someone who clearly has $250 sneakers on and an iPhone 11 and nice clothes on and they're goofing with their friends and they jump the turnstile because they think that they're going to be more threatening than the toll booth can take them on and they get to ride something I have to pay for, I'm mad about that. That's that's why I care. Yeah, and yeah. I'm going to be the get off my lawn guy for a moment, I guess, you know, because not everyone may agree with that. I know there's some people that totally don't agree with that. And they're like, hey, if you get away with it, get away with it. Or no one should have to pay for the subway or Right. You know, there's whatever. lots of schools of thought. <laughs> and, yeah. and my school of thought is either we all pay or we don't. Right. From a newcomer to New York. Please. Having lived in Tokyo for 21 years. Yeah, go ahead. I think before they start uh, enforcing payment, uh-huh. they should fix that card thing. Like one out of 10 times I slide the card through, it finally lets me through. I've wanted to hop the, it so many times myself. They are. They are. They're fixing it with the, the thing you do with your phone, which I don't know if that's fixing oh, yeah, it or yeah. not. But yeah, the, the touch on, one. On that's how they me. can know who you are. Yeah. They got that in Tokyo eight, 19 years ago. I believe it. I believe <laughs> I it. We See, always what, get stuff last. When I was in, uh, not to put you off any further here, Elsie, but when I was in uh, Copenhagen, uh-huh. one of the things I, I noticed there, as I'm sure a lot of other countries, is there was a bit of an honor system. And yeah. like you don't you don't scan a card like that. Mm-hmm. You're just supposed. It's like the select mm-hmm. buses here. In it's York. like the yeah SBS. And, yeah. and 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 you just are supposed to have paid and have your card on you. And I really had the feeling people were being pretty honest about this because when you trust people, they do things. When you don't trust them, they're going to test the limits. Anyway, Elsie, did you find something? Uh, Yeah. The NYC subway guide says children under 44 inches can ride for free. That's as of April 2019. So it's a height thing. I think forty four inches that way. I think I think it's what? been updated since then, but I'm looking, I'm not finding anything more. How many inches that. is forty four <laughs> inches? Like it's oh that's short. Three and a half feet. Oh, that's short. Yeah. Wow. So Elsie size. It's like a gnome. But I did a She's search not that short. for <laughs> just the past year, and that's that's the most recent. Wow. Well, this is going to take some further research, I believe. And then it also says there's a proposal for full fare and half fare for kids. Yeah. How, try to enforce that one. That's going to be harder. harder oh, what? I know. Yeah. I can't right. even. Anyway, uh, shall we play an improv game before we get to talking all about sunshine here? Wow. All right. Real quick here. Let's play a quickie, shall we? Let's play one word story. Okay. We've never – I don't even know if we've ever played that game. Have you played this game, I think I know Sunshine? what it is. So basically – you say an oldie but goodie? It's an oldie but goodie. Okay. So, so maybe it's so old that, that, that we've never played it. it. Um, is no. This the one where each person says a word and has to make a sentence? Yes. That, the key yeah. is to oh, yeah. go quickly. 
We start with a premise or a title of the story or whatever you want to start with. And then we tell a full story to completion, if you will, uh, one word at a time as we go around in a circle until it's clear that the story is done. So I'm going to leave it to Sunshine to pick an activity, any activity in the world, anything. And that's what the story will be about. Wow. An act, any activity in the world, anything. It's when you have. It's when it's, it's when the things are so open like this that 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 puts the pressure on you. I think. That's right. Anything related to animals. Oh, that's that's much more specific. There you go. All right. Uh, we were bitching about not being specific, so I uh, went right specific. <laughs> I like it. Well, it's topical, so why don't we say eating bats? Eating bats, fantastic. Going to be the best story ever. All right, Danielle, why don't you start the story off with whatever, and we'll. See where we go. Do we have a title, though? Um, Do we need a title, or does that come at the end? Well, come at the end, I guess. Okay. So the key is, though, as soon as it comes to you, you got to try to say the next word as fast as you can. And Ready? Which way? Deal with whatever. Which way are we going? Clock, right. uh, counterclockwise. Once upon a uh, time, there was a girl who was a person <laughs> and eating a bat. She didn't like to walk upside down or right side up. <laughs> One morning at school, she tossed a bat over her windowsill. Surprisingly... A custodian whose sister was epileptic (laughs) and narcoleptic (laughs) was eating a sleeping adjective. Oh, was eating a sleeping bat, which... Was delicious. <laughs> All curing priests <laughs> believe that eating bats is healing and good practice. Therefore, curing all. Coronavirus related epilepsy <laughs> and epilepsy <laughs> is ending the priesthood, especially in the world. Today. The end. <laughs> yeah, very good. All right. Very interesting. All right. So, so I just want to go back. Turn. I was trying yes. to say, because you guys had um, eating bats. Mm-hmm. I was, so eating bats is all curing of epilepsy and narcolepsy. Yes. China. Yes. Sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I So realized. Alf was the right. Yeah, I like it, though. That was yeah. good. I like it. It was a, like a, you know, when something... Um, is all curing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's I all do. 
Yes. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yes. I like it too. And when you, you say it in a sentence like that, it makes total sense. But when yeah. you separate yeah. it out, it's, that's right. It's, it's hard. It's and I so felt like a lot of right. my yeah, words yeah, yeah. were the linking words. So I was like, and the. I was just right. trying to do things that made sense. Now, a good thing to do in this game, by the way, is to have three words ready. And then if they don't work, you think of another word. But one of those words might work, and then you have it ready to go. Yeah, so kind of like our, we played some games like that. Yeah. That was very good, though. Good I was, job, yeah, I was hoping we could lead it into the this little girl was yeah. drinking Corona have, beer or something like yeah, that. Yeah, having a moment. Recess. We're never going to know. <laughs> she was drinking recess. Exactly. Oh, there we go. Callback. There All right. we go. In the interest of time, we're going to move on. But thank you very much. Good. Thanks for playing, Sunshine. My first All right, four we're t- entries were up. <laughs> In a moment, we're going to hear all about Team Player Sunshine exactly. and everything that he does in his uh, his uh, world of storytelling and performance. Right for this. Don't give us that look. We know exactly what we're doing, and we're totally aware it might not be legal in 19 states. This is funny people talking. All right, Sunshine, now it's all about you. In the hot seat. All right, so I want to I wanna start this out again a little bit. So uh, you, your name is Katsura Sunshine. That's right. You are a Rakugo storyteller. That's right. Which is a traditional uh, Japanese comic storyteller. Yep. Um, and you have a an off Broadway show which is on hiatus until June twentieth. June twentieth. Well, that's my birthday. Oh, oh. Is it? no! I really? think it's going to be Woo-hoo. a great reopening great for you. Reopening. You have to come. Yeah. I'll sing Happy I, Birthday I'll to you on the stage. She'll be on a honeymoon. Are you getting married for your birthday? No, I'm get, I'll be on my honeymoon. On your honeymoon. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting married birth, June Your birthday 5th. present? Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Nice. That's awesome. So let's talk about this a little bit. First sure. of all, I'm going to ask a very obvious question off the bat. Sure. Uh, which, off the bat. Oh, um, right that, off the bat. That, that, you, uh, that was callback. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that I know you've had before, yeah. but I, uh, for our listener uh, listeners, I'd like to clear it up. You do not appear to be what I would generally consider traditionally Japanese. <laughs> At least not my face. Um, right? <laughs> you know, and I, that's what I meant. Yeah. Physically, as we would think of a traditionally Japanese person yeah. – that doesn't mean someone can't practice and be knowledgeable in Japanese arts and martial arts and and uh, culture and all those things. Um, they can also grow up in Japan and they can do all sorts of things. Um, all yeah. I'm saying is, is how did this become a part of your life being so knowledgeable about Japanese comic storytelling? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, yeah, I've been asked that a lot. I bet. I've never heard someone tiptoe around it so much as that. As that, I guess that's the age. Why you got blonde hair, man? You're not. Yeah. Why you got blonde hair? <laughs> exactly. This is no, tied. No. But tell, yeah. tell, tell us about who you are and. Sure. Um, yeah. And I imagine that many people, when they come to your show, when you walk out, they're they think they're going to see somebody else, and then you walk out and it's you. Yeah. And and well, that part of it, my picture's on the poster, so okay. that part of it's okay. Yeah, I was gonna say, do they think? That's I wonder. Fair. Yeah, but, that's um, a good point. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I, I think at first when I was doing it abroad, I mean, people see uh, a blonde-haired white guy in a kimono, so they're like, okay, what's going on here? Yeah. Um, Rakugo is a 400-year tradition of Japanese comic storytelling. The story has been passed down from master to apprentice, master to apprentice, through the generations up until the present day. 
And right now, it's maybe more popular in terms of number of storytellers than ever. There's about 800 professional storytellers in Japan. Cool. It was traditionally a, a men's world, but more and more women are joining now. I think there's about 50 or 60, out of the 800, 50 or 60 women. But mm-hmm. they've started more recently. So it's, it's more and more, it's, it's gonna, that's going to get more and more equal. Mm-hmm. I'm not the first foreigner, non-Japanese, ever to practice it. I, I was born in Canada to Slovenian parents. Okay. But... um the first person ever was a hundred years ago. Is that when the art form began? No, it began more like uh, uh, solidified into an art form more like three hundred years ago. Okay, the, the stories began more like four or five hundred years ago from monks that wanted to, who wanted to spice up their sermons with. Uh, funny stories. That's where the first pool of stories came from. Mm. Oh, well, good for them for spicing things up. That's exciting. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a cool origin. Okay. Well, what I wanted to say, yeah. since you're marrying into a family from a certain country, yeah. is that the first ever, the first ever me, the first one that was not Japanese was from Australia. Oh, wow. His name was Henry Black, and his father went to Japan when he was about, when the son was about uh, eight years old. To do some news, to do newspaper work, and then oh, wow. the son learned language and became an apprentice and became the first storyteller in history, not from Japan, from the West. Okay, so I'm the second, and there are two more in apprenticeship right now. So I, I've been doing it for about uh, 13 years right now, so I'd be considered wow. a master. That's your job. That's your vocation. That is, yeah, my vocation and avocation. It's my life. It's everything. How 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 do you make money? Is it mostly the performing? You perform in different places. Do you teach? Do you how how that would be performance? Yeah, in Japan, certainly in Japan, and then touring. And uh, I th- the aim of putting it on Broadway or off Broadway was to uh, let Rakugo get a reputation here in the West yes. and turn it into like a commercial show. So tell us about what Rakugo is like for those who have not experienced what it actually do you, what it happens. Sure, the first uh, you, you got a lone storyteller in a kimono and using only a fan and a hand towel for props, kneels mm-hmm. on a cushion and tells stories. But the first part is a lot like stand-up comedy. It's just anecdotes, okay. self-deprecating humor, self-introduction and also humorous. You have to be humorous all the time, but you're explaining points of culture that people will need to know okay. for the story that's going to come up. And often the storytellers are testing out the audience and trying to figure out which story they will like. So you're trying to choose the story to meet the oh, audience neat. while you're so while it, you're talking for the first 10-15 minutes. Is it like cliff notes in a way of you're giving, giving say, cultural cues or cliff notes of what the stories will be and then you're reading them as, sure, to, which, the first as part, to which way to go. The first in the part beginning? could be a note, like a cliff note, but you're not actually. Yeah. You're not. You don't know. You don't know what part of the story. You're just planting the information in the audience's head. Cool. Like here's this quirk of Japanese culture. Two hundred years ago, they used to do this. Okay. And but you've got to make a joke of it. You can't just sit there explaining. There's oh, one absolute, thing we're taught. Oh, yeah, yeah. In absolutely. Apprenticeship is you always have to be try, kind of make, entertaining the audience as you're explaining. Cool. Right? But then when the story the story proper is there's very little once upon a time. It's okay. all it's all conversations. No narrator. It's just all conversation. Mm. And you glean the context of the story from the from the from the two characters conversing, three characters conversing, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Now at some point that point of culture is going to come up, and so the audience is like, oh, that's why you explained that. Yes. Think to us. Okay, now I get it, right? So there's a little bit of that. And then every story ends in a punchline, as if it were Sorry. an extended joke. The punchline is really important. If you don't know the punchline, you may have wasted 45 minutes listening <laughs> to the entire performance. Wow. Right? 
Wow. And so are there just books and books and books and scripts and scripts and scripts from hundreds of years that you pull from? Or is it evolving? It's it's both, but there's no books. It's actually an oral tradition. So you learn by listening to your master and imitating. So cool. And you have to get, you have to do the story exactly like your master does until they say, okay. And once they say, okay, that's your story. Then you can do what you want with it. Then you can make it your own. You can change it. You can, if you want to. A lot of people, pretty, usually the masters do it so well, it's pretty tough to change, but you can change it um, and make it your own and that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. I'm mildly obsessed with this now. Ah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> this is really, really cool. I won't be here for the opening, yeah, but yeah. I will definitely be going to that in the summer. Yeah, yeah. So I love this oral aspect of everything. Have you ever had to memorize a script? For in, in, like a play? Or yeah, something for like a that. play. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. So do you find that the, the oral storytelling and learning that way is much more conducive for how you like to perform versus, oh, yeah. say, a script? Oh, yeah. I love it. Like there's a couple. What we it's been, The show's run up until now. It's, we're in the seventh month. Um, got it. And we're just taking, we're taking obviously You're taking, taking a break, the hiatus. Got taking it. Taking a okay, hiatus. See, okay, okay, okay. But for the first for the first six months, I did a, I did a different show every month, and after like four months, I'd, I'd run out of I'd run out of stories that I really wanted to tell. So I I translated some new ones. From, so cool from my master. But I'd, I'd heard my master do them so many times that translating them was. I wasn't even looking at a script or anything. Yeah. I, just, I was going through the Japanese performance in my in my head. Yes. I, I, my master did it, and it just, the English just kind of came out. It wasn't even near what what I what I typed out. So it's just, it's yeah, it solidifies. So you're generally not improvising, but okay. the first time you do a story, it's a little bit improvised. You you kind of have the through line of the story, yeah. and you know where the punchlines are, and then you just kind of you go with it. So is, that's kind of exciting. Is there like a school more or less? No, in, what it is all apprenticeship. Japan? There's no schools. Apprenticeship. You okay. have to you have to be accepted by a master. Okay. And I went to my master's house every day for three years. No and now off. you're a master. Yeah, you do laundry, you do the cleaning, do menial chores, basically indentured servitude. The master gets <gasps> mad at you every day. <laughs> Never compliments you. Wow. I got one compliment from my master in three years of apprenticeship. Wow. I translated one of his stories into English and recited it for him because he wanted to hear what it would sound like in English. He was curious. And I recited it. To, he listened to the end, which is strange because usually he'd interrupt and say, okay, you need to do it this way and that way and give you wow. notes. And Listen to the end and look me in the eyes and say, you have really nice English pronunciation. Wow. My lone compliment in three years. Wow. Elsie, do you have any questions? Yeah, I do have a question. I can so tell. when when you're doing the performance, I don't even know how to ask this question. Is there a big difference between if it's an intimate audience and a large audience? I mean, the, how do you interact differently, or how does it affect the storytelling? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. It's just uh, I think any comedian would be the same in in that if it's a smaller audience, even if they're laughing. That the laughter kind of tends to die down much more quickly, and so if you're in a place with a thousand five hundred people, you're not prepared for the wave of of laughter that's that, that that's coming. And so you, there's a lot more space in between your. So you just have to prepare for whatever that the, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Now, if it's a solo show, like what I'm doing on Broadway right now, or off Broadway right now, is is my own show, so it doesn't really matter. However, usually in Japan, we'd be it'd be a lineup, like a like a like a okay. like comedians, right? Yeah, You've got right. the lineup. Yeah. Maybe four or five people over the space of an hour and a half, two hours, or something like that. 
Right. It's very hierarchical in Japan. So you can't go over time. If you're given 10 minutes, oh, wow. you do not want to be going even a second over time. You're always thinking of the next person and making sure that there's enough time for them because the headline is the most important person. Mm-hmm. The headline is the mo- most senior person of the day. Usually, that's the master. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, a lot of younger storytellers have a lot of trouble performing for my master because he's a very famous television personality for the last 50 years. Okay. So he's performing in these 1,500, 2,000-seat halls. And right. most of us are performing in 200-seat halls. That's the normal Rakugo size, okay. right? When they go to perform as uh, an opener for my master, what they know oh in their gosh. blood to be a 12-minute story was suddenly 18 minutes. And they yep. it's very hard to cut on the fly. Just They just had no idea that the laughter in a 1,500-seat theater was yes. going to take so long to... Keep going. And they were funny. And at the end of it, they end up going straight to the master's, my master's uh, dressing room oh. and prostrating themselves on knees and saying, I'm sorry, I was too long. Right. And he understands. It's like, you know, no, if you're not used to this size theater, it happens, it happens. Wow. It's very nice, but it's like, it's terrifying because he's very senior, right? It's very terrifying yeah. for them. So that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's to your point. That, right. that would yeah. definitely change the dynamic in a really important way if you're some sort, sort of low on the totem pole and you have to make sure your time is okay. And for the the space at New World Stages, what? How big is that? That's which, my which space. One is five that? different uh, spaces in there. Yeah. So and which my, one are the one you I'm in? in is a, is a 350. Oh, seat perfect. Theater. Yeah. Oh, it's perfect for Rockago. It's like it was built for Rockago. Oh, yeah, yeah. that is so cool. I want to ask you about <laughs> quote Japanese humor versus like how clearly there's humor that works in almost all cultures in the world. Yeah. Um, there's just certain things that are going to work. Yeah, 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 Physical humor and stuff like that. And cer- but, but certainly from culture to culture, contexts are different. Yeah, you're so uh, right. And, and so my question is, is how do you make sure to connect with, let's say, an American audience? Yeah. Um, using a Japanese art form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Staying true to the Japanese art form while connecting with how Americans might approach humor a little differently. Because even American versus British humor is a little different. Yeah. How do you Absolutely. Think about that? As a Canadian, when I, when I was living in London for a couple and of years. And being a Canadian and, on top of that. Yeah, on top of that. Right? Well, we're kind of straddling. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The UK and, and the US. I think, I think the, the, you know, the, the, the comedy you do and the, the comedy you appreciate are two different things. However... Well, that's interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. However, I would say like as a, as a Canadian in London, when I went to see stand-up comedians in London, one-third, even though it's the same English language, one-third of what they were saying, I had no idea what was funny about it. And my <laughs> British friends would say, oh, well, you would have to know this textbook that was in, yes. our, uh, in our whatever grade two something classes. And, and then he's referring to that TV show that was, you'd have to be basically brought up here. And those comedians would get rid of that humor the second they leave London, right? That when they come to the States and perform, they know that that stuff's not going to work. Right. <laughs> so, and so there's, there's, there's the, the barrier there is, is, is not even, there's not even a language barrier, right? That's completely yeah. a, a contextual barrier, as you say. Now, the, the flip side of the coin is Rakugo, a storytelling, it's very rare to have a, a humoristic, storytelling tradition that could be translated and and, and, and cross borders and, and languages and cultures like this. It is completely universal. I'm not touching it except for translate. I'm not touching it. And I think the reason why it, you're able to do this is because the stories originated 300 years ago mm. and 300 years ago, Japan was very different than it was today. These are very simple stories of the, of just basic human relationships and that kind of thing that, have transcended the ages, and so therefore very easy to translate and and kind of work for 
Do I, why don't I do a, a 15 second story? You'll see how it works. All right, works, here we go. Right? Yes. Here we go. Hold is, on, wait. Can I, is it okay with you if I videotape yeah, this? Okay, videotape this it? is a famous one. Oh, I'm uh, this, this is a very short one. It's going to be one of the shortest uh, Rocco stories on record. This is two ladies in old Edo, Japan, gossiping in the neighborhood in front of the house. Did you hear? Mrs. Takahashi down the street fell down on her face, and her face became completely disfigured. Oh, really? That's too bad, yes. But the doctor is amazing. He managed to put her face right back to the way it was before. Oh, really? That's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> so so I have a question about that. That was very funny and well done and to me yeah. that sounds like stand like almost vaudeville stand up. That's yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. it's it's like uh um timeless. Uh timeless. It's uh it's um I'm trying to think so uh who shoot. Who's the I'm who's the guy? Of like who's Paula the guy Brownstone. that uh, who's Who's the Jewish guy that's... Uh, George Collins? No, no. The, <laughs> the, we had his daughter in here. His daughter was here. Oh, oh, uh, Jackie Mason. So to me, that sounds like a Jackie Mason uh, thing. I've like, heard that comparison. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Joke told. Yeah, Next yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah. Da-da-da-da-da. You know, I'm yeah. saying it was that Paula same... Paula like, does that, too. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's, it's classic. I'm not diminishing it, to be clear here, Sunshine, but I'm saying yeah, yeah, no, 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 it's no, no. classic. I've heard, I've heard those comparisons before. Set up... Turn now when the story surprise yeah yeah exactly now when that's that's a very very short story when that story is extended to ten minutes fifteen minutes yeah the yeah, punchline yeah. comes then I have a lot of people saying that's a lot like the the Jewish shaggy dog stories that gets compared to that a lot oh. by my uh, patrons after the show so but that that comparison that you just made a lot of people have said that t- too as well it's very very. Simple. It's very clean humor. Yeah. Like uh, you, people bring their families to Rocco oh, shows in great. Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very. Um, so, are there certain um, markers you have to sort of hit that keep it traditional? Yeah. Um, yeah. There's. I mean, there's. Yeah. There's a lot of rules. For instance, when I'm looking left and when I'm looking right, there are a lot of rules. Even with that, uh, whether this, whether the speaker is um, uh, hierarchically higher or lower in oh. status or if you're knocking on the door, there's mm-hmm. a lot of scenes where someone knocks on the door and says, hello, hello, anybody home? I said, oh, it's you. Come on in. Come on in. Right. You always look left when you're knocking on the door. You always look right when you're opening the door and welcoming your guest in. And this goes back to the shape of a Japanese mm-hmm. traditional kabuki theater where they yes. have what's called the flower road, the hanamichi, the flower road, which comes from uh, stage right or or mm-hmm. the left part of the of the audience. And it so comes out comes out to the stage from that direction. So to be opening the door, the traveler is always coming from there. So to be opening the door on the opposite side of the stage would just feel weird to Japanese mm. audiences. Even though our theaters don't have that, we re- retain gotcha. those rules. There's tons of rules. <laughs> but all the rules That's are so very great. complicated for the storyteller to remember. Right. But they're, they're the absolute final goal of each and every one of these rules is to make it easy to understand for the audience. And it yep. is it's absolutely, there's not one rule that doesn't make sense in terms of, because it's one performer playing two characters or three characters, yes. it's got to be simple and very easy for the audience to understand so that so that the humor comes out, so that they're not thinking and, and missing the joke. time. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. How can people follow you, connect with you, check out your show? Yeah, oh, that's, uh, yeah thank you very much. My website is... Rakugo, R-A-K-U-G-O, Rakugo dot L-O-L. I didn't 
I was shocked when wow. Laugh Out Loud was we an actual... We gotta get funny people wow. talking about LOL. Hey, you guys get LOL. Hey. Yeah, so. we, I, want, I want to spread that one out more. All yeah. right. Maybe it stands for Hello. lots of love. I don't know. but And uh, I have a YouTube channel, which I'm, you know, now that yes. we're, we're trapped with the... Uh, yeah. yeah. trapped inside with the coronavirus. I'm going to be doing a lot of... Uh, Good. Live... What do you call it? Pod, what do you call podcasts? Well, and, whatever. Uh, video, yeah, you can do live streaming. Yeah, yeah. Live streaming. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And, uh, in Japanese and in English. And that'll be what? I guess that'll be Katsura Sunshine's... Uh, Quarantine Rakugo or something. Oh, there you go. But it's the the name of the the name of the the name of the YouTube channel is uh, Katsura Sunshine in New York. All right. Okay. Katsura Sunshine in New York. A Rakugo. Did I say that right? That's it. Yeah, you got it. A Rakugo storyteller. Go check out his show. Follow his adventures on YouTube. I hope that you get a chance. His energy is amazing. I <laughs> uh, can't wait to come see you in a theater and, and check it out. That's going to be really cool. Thank you very much for sharing some of your story with us. I wish we had five hours right here with <laughs> yeah, us. Me so, too. Thank uh, you so much for having me. Yeah. All right. Well, we're not done yet because yeah. coming up in just a moment, it's end of show food. Some food. Yeah, no, no. Right after food. this. Connect with the show at Mouth Media Network or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. And please, for the love of all that is holy, subscribe to the show and leave us a damn review and a really, really good rating on iTunes. Pretty please? Thank you. It is time for... End of show our very first end of show food for 2020. Yay. Food is different in 2020. It is. I know. We've heard that, Danielle. Um, so, uh, Elsie, yeah. what in the world did you get? And where us? from the world? Dun, 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 dun. So, um, this is from Spain. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. So, what I have today is Ooh. snack gold, raspberry. Potato chips. Wow. Oh my gosh! Wow. I am really? so Spain. pumped. Yeah. Wow! Different, right? Wow! Here, at can you I'm give never. me a? Spain does that. Does this? Kind of... I remember at, at, at a tapas restaurant in Toronto, they had spicy chocolate covered shrimp. Whoa. And when that's on the menu, you gotta have it. You might not How like was it, it, but you How gotta. Was it? it was incredible. It was incredible. They had like cayenne pepper pepper in the chocolate sauce over shrimp. And I want that. like uh, mole and Mexican yeah. food. I want Got that. cocoa in it, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, I want to be there. I can't even open this. Let me tell you the rules of end of show food, just so you know okay, what she's sure. opening is. Oh, I got so um, she's going to give us each a little bit. You can't eat it until she says go. Okay, okay, gotcha. Then when gotta you go. taste mm, it, the, uh, you make a decision about how you feel about it, and yeah. you give it a rating when we go around the room yeah. of the number of chickens, your rating system is a chicken rating system. Okay. So it might be 541 chickens uh, out of 600 chickens. You can decide. You can choose how many, the number? You can choose your own number. Okay. I choose um, the maximum number and I, mean, I choose the number within that maximum number. That's right. So I choose totally the ratio. Yeah, you could have Whoa. out of eight chickens or out of like nine good, million right? chickens or whatever. Like you want. That's it. So, and just right. be candid. So, okay. uh, we all have our. Now, the, I will say I these look like, these are just smell regular them. looking ch- smell chips. Smell them. Yeah. Smell interesting to me. It smells like raspberry chocolate. Yeah, I would they look never like guess raspberry if you hadn't told me. No, There's they no look like. Way I can... Don't wow. they look like they should be like barbecue chips or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. they look like straight up lace. Okay, uh, so ready. LC, one, two, ready? three, go. One, two, three, go. Very raspberry. They're wow, pl- they're pleasant. Oh, that's how they are. 
they're pleasant. Mm. That's my decision. Mm. I like it. I could eat more of these. Yeah. Are they a dessert? No. Are they a snack? Yes. Would these go with your um your drink? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my ah. god. This with a recess done. Whoa. Especially, done for the night. Especially for the munchies. Uh. Oh my god. <laughs> You're not gonna get much. <laughs> You want more? Oh, oh right. my god! So let's uh, let's go around okay. the room here. First I of all, look at this. Um, they're very interesting. There's just the tiniest raspberry flavor. Yeah, sabor. It's, it's subtle, right? But it's there. Sabor from from Huesa. Ah, okay. Raspberry so, flavor. So what do you think, there, Sunshine? Uh, yeah. What? How many chickens you give this one? I'm gonna give it five and a half chickens. Five and a half chickens out, out of a possible six. Ooh, that's Ooh, a really fairly really strong. What They're would really, really be good. the demerit for? Why why the reduction from a perfect six? You know what? You what you just said, where it was very, very subtle. Yeah. Mm. You expected a stronger Well, I'm glad it was subtle. Oh yeah. Mm. But I would I would have dem- but on the on the other hand, I would demerit it for being a little too subtle. There's no way in a hundred years I would guess I was eating raspberry flavor. Yeah. Had you not told me beforehand. I kind of package. agree with that. Yeah, so I would, I would, I would, I would like a little, for that 0.5 of a chicken, I would want a little bit more raspberry <laughs> okay. cake, but I won't want you to go too far on that. Right. I well, like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Mm. I can very, do that. Very yeah. good. Elsie? I'm reading the ingredients. All right. Let's go to Danielle. How many chickens? Oh my. Uh, perfect score. Really? Oh yeah. Gonna give it a 90,000 out of 90,000 chickens. Danielle Jeez. liked this one. I love this story. as a weird yeah. snack that I don't understand. Sadly, you get them from Spain, not around here. Well, guess what? My aunt Hello. and uncle live in Spain. Of course. Gonna give them a call. Connections all over. <laughs> I know. Um, that's my actual aunt and uncle. I know. And I Pretty give nice. this a, um, I'm going to give it a 21 out of 23. Oh, nice. mm, kind of along the same reasoning as Sunshine. What about you, Elsie? Um, I would say seventy-two out of seventy-two. <gasps> I liked them. I, I, they're were you crunchy. The they're yummy. Is that what you were looking at? Um, no, I just wanted to see what kind of raspberry, where raspberries or raspberry flavoring fell into the All list. Because right. you know they say whatever's listed first is the most, and as it goes down, it diminishes, and how much is really in there and stuff. So I just want to see. Are there actual raspberries in it? It says raspberry flavoring. Yeah. Well, so yeah, the um the ingredients um potato, sunflower oil, Mediterranean sea salt, and raspberry flavoring. Raspberries are very natural, right? Yeah, that's it. That's all. All right. Well, Elsie, well done. A great thing to start. Well, well picked. Yeah. Thank you. Or as they say in Japanese, good souls Yay! Yes. All right. Well, thank you, Elsie. Great way to finish uh, our first time back together for a while. Uh, thank you so much, um, Sunshine. Thank you so much for being with thank us. You. Thank really you. Really great to meet yeah. you. Yeah. You're hilarious. You. Yeah, when, you have, when you have a chance. Yeah, yeah, that's a hundred percent. So, uh, Danielle, thank you as always. Yeah, thank you for hey. having me again. And thank you all for listening and joining us once again. We really appreciate it. Uh, until next time, I'm Mark Rako. And, oh, by the way, would you stay funny? That's it? That's the end of the show? Boy, oh uh, boy, what a crock. This was Funny People Talking. No portion of the content may be reproduced or published without the strict written permission of the producers. Connect with our show at at Mouth Media Network or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. I'm your announcer, Peter Coleman. 
Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network. Amplify and connect.